0: Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams.
1: Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, learn2buyandsellcars.com. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning. It's a little wet, but that's all right. Uh, Maybe you'll stay still a little bit where I can talk to you. You know, this show is, is an awesome show in my view because it wasn't my idea. It wasn't nothing to me. And I mean, sometimes the Lord puts something in you that you feel like you got a birth. And he has shown me so much, done so much in my life, opened my eyes to this. Well, let's take it to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything that's going on in our lives. Help people see what their purpose is in, in life, what you brought them through, but let them learn. Let them grow. Let Proverbs 1 5 just ring in their ears. Let the wise listen to add to their learning. Help each and every one of them to have a mentor to growing and learning and understanding what I'm trying to do. But the Holy Spirit is coming through me and going on the airwaves it's not me it's you lord thank you for this show thank you for the opportunity thank you for the money to pay for it thank you for the sponsors i give you the praise and the glory for today and every day and that's it. in jesus name i pray amen against all odds I, I i went on a radio show hey and i've got a special guest coming on at nine thirty, Uh a man that's been a mentor to me for a long long time in my life and i i just i just thank him every day for because he is my mentor. But, you know, we're a reflection of, of the voice that we listen to. And uh, due to the last 23 years, I've learned to listen to the voice of the Lord, the voice in the Bible. But also we need good Christian fellowship in men and women around us. And I've had this opportunity with this guest host, and he's helped me so much. But the reflection that you have... In what you're doing, how your behavior is, and Steve and I talked about it yesterday, it starts in your mind. But are we listening to the world? Are we doing the things that, uh, that don't lead us in the right path? T.D. Jakes, I'm, uh, I listen to him a lot. I love him. And it says here, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinion drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and your intuition. They somehow they somehow already know what you truly want to be. That is your heart, your intuition, your mind, because everything else is secondary. And this statement comes from one of the most visionary people of our time, Apple uh, founder, Steve Jobs. By jumping, Jobs created one of the most recognized brands in the world without even Completing college. But it, your time's limited. Don't waste it in living in someone else's life. Now, how does that pertain to the car business? Are you driving something that you can't afford because somebody else has got one? Are you driving something because you've heard it on TV? I picked that up late last night, and I was reading that book. I want to learn. I want to be productive. I want to be the best person I can be. I want to grow. And the key to it is, is you have that desire to be the best person you can be. And being that best person is, is starting in your mind. That heart, as Steve said yesterday, is a muscle. And I agree because it can't think but intuition inside of us that the Holy Spirit will speak to us. And have our life better. You know, I heard a figure the other day that 80% of the uh, baby boomers don't have the money to retire. Why? Is that bad decisions when we were 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old? Is it decisions, the choices that we made? Did we let a car salesperson And they're doing a lot of advertising right now on leases. I mean, they're pounding leases. Why? Because vehicles have got so high, the cost so high, that they're trying anyway to convince you to easy payments. But the problem with that easy payment is the penalty afterwards. I told you about the people that owed um, $20,000 penalty on mileage and hated the car the whole three years they had it. So they had to buy the car at eighteen thousand dollars and sell it to me for twelve. They only lost six thousand, but the penalty would have been twenty. Phone number here, just before we get our guest host on, is two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five. The first half of this show, I'll be glad to talk to you. It's two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five. And like I say, I'm going to have a guest host the second the second half. But if you have anything you would like to talk to me, give me a call. Now, remember that my mobile number I hand out is, is uh, 830-708-4789. 830-708-4789. But, you know, we listen to everybody else. And sometimes the quick fix, the desires, the emotions... Everything that we put together, sometimes we can't pay for it. I don't think people think about how long they're keeping or having a car or when they're going to sell it and, is that Carlos, and and what they're doing. And so we got to think about making decisions today. It will pay off tomorrow. Hello, we have Carlos online. Hello, Carlos.
2: Good morning, Mr. Randy. First, thank you for the radio station to you. The time you give us and um, very interesting things all t- you teach us. My question: I have a friend. We ask. a lot of our friends and uh, my friends, sorry, and our friends in the radio station. They, they are a DACA people, and they are in. They are debating right now, in, in the way you was talking about the leasing car. It's better right now because you know a lot of people, his papers go to expire next year or in, in, in the next two years. It's better for us right now. To lease a car or to buy it, we are like a debating because if something happens with the migration status, they don't know what to do with the car because they're they're not to pay in cash immediately, leasing or financing. Could you guide us in that, please, sir? Well,
1: number one, leasing is tougher to get a lease because your credit has to be better. There's no gray area in that. Number one. Number two is they make more money on lease cars and there's no gamble to it at all. Zero. They figure out where they can tattoo you on the miles. They can make sure that the car is worth enough money. So if they get it back, they're not going to lose any money on it. And most of the time, a lease agreements, the dealership makes 15 to 20 percent. So the lease company is not going to take any gamble because the dealers already made the money. They know they're going to make the money in the long run also. But they also have the penalty situation on the mileage where they will – Guarantee that if you bring a car, what's the difference between a car between 40,000 miles and 80,000 miles? If you bring it back in there, 80, the car's worth a lot less than a 40,000-mile car. I had a gentleman the other day that had a car that had 6,000 miles on it. And so that 6,000 miles on that vehicle, that car was worth a lot of money. But he had already paid. There was no penalty on the miles, but he had paid those monthly payments. So that lease company was thrilled to get that car back. They didn't want to sell it to him. They talked about all kinds of stuff. And this gentleman was about 80 years old. But there's no free rides in the car business, none. And so they make plenty of money, and they. Die. I wouldn't buy it. Now, the DACA people, they need to work, and I know we. I've talked to you before. They're working, and they're saving their money. They're paying the taxes. They're productive. But they need to buy something that's pretty close to cash or watch out what they're buying. I just talked to a lady the other day that uh, she put down 3000 down on a vehicle. She paid for a year, and she's found out the car's worth about $500. Well, she still owes two more years years at 500 a month and the car's got issues and it's broke down see she's in that situation and the car's barely running and and it's not she can't even save up the money to buy something else while before they repo that one so buy something and best thing to do is put money back and don't spend it and pay cash and if you got income tax money coming in that's not free government money and its they have hit. Income tax checks have hit. The dealers are excited. The prices are up. I think we're going to see prices up for about a month. But, I mean, all the dealers are giving. I, honestly, I sold a $500 car yesterday at the auction for 2400 It's a $500 car. But due to the income tax, dealers are fighting over them. And that's what happens. This market goes up and down. So, Now, get your income tax check money, and you may have to wait a month when the market cools back down in order to buy something. But leases are real tough because you have to have good credit, and, you know, it's going to be a situation where they're going to make more money on you. In the long run, no. The leases, they've got an advertisement right now. This guy's been leasing for 24 years, been leasing all these cars for all his family. If he did not have a business, he can't write it off. And he's only writing off the tax bracket that he's in. Ask the CPA. If you're in a 30% tax bracket, you're only really writing off 30%. It's costing you that other 70%. These lease companies love to talk about you're writing the whole thing off. Yeah, the check goes out, but it still costs you, your company, whatever you're not in that tax bracket. So, I mean, you know, now that they've reduced it, I think that's going to be even a worse investment. Now, if you don't uh, have a way of writing off because you don't own a business – you're right, costing you the whole thing. And after 21 years of leasing, he turns the cars back in and he has nothing. His money's gone. And, you know, there's nothing to show for it. And I guarantee you they're making 15 to 20% on him. And if it's a closed-in or open-in, the advantages are always to the lease company and not to the person buying it. Did that answer that question, Carlos?
2: Yes, sir. Um, the other question is, what is better for the people to buy a brand new car or the new? How do you call it? The used car, the guarantee, you know, they have the same All warranty. The,
1: the, yeah. You're talking about the certifieds? Yes. The certifieds?
2: Yes,
1: yes. Depends on the cost of the difference. I say we're certifieds, they charge as much as a new car. I'd buy the new car. The certifieds and right now the competition, you've got to get on the line and shop, shop, shop. The key is right now dealerships are making the money in the F&I department. I happen to know a situation where a, a guy got a great price on a car. By the time he walked out, they made 4500 on him on the F&I department. And another deal I've, I've was, Knew of real well. Guy, same situation. They went in there on a cheap price, but time he walked out, they convinced him what a great deal. The whole time they convinced this guy what a great deal he was getting. And it was certified and already had a warranty, and he bought extended warranty. He bought gap. He bought tire and wheel. He bought sealants. He paid all this stuff. Time he got out the door, it was all stuff he shouldn't have bought. And his was about 48 to 5 grand. So you've got to watch out in that situation because rent cars, if there's a big enough gap, yes, they're okay. And there's a lot of rent cars on the market. There's dealers right now that are going all over the state buying rent cars because the market is stronger here than somewhere else. And, I mean, I'm talking about California and Florida, Las Vegas, wherever there's a lot of rent cars, and they're bringing them back because supply and demand over there, the cars are cheaper because there's plenty of them. And so they're bringing them back, and they're doing whatever they can to sell them, draw the people in, get the pricing out there where we get all these people to come in, and then we'll build a deal. We'll find a way of making money. And so you've got to shop, 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 know the market, know what's going on, see what pricing is. I, I know a gentleman that bought a car not long ago, and he could have bought a new one for the same price. And it was a rent car, and he and it had uh, 35,000 miles. It barely had enough to go get in. First thing I told him, I said, go get it and have it checked everything under warranty because the warranty's about to run out, get everything done. And he would bought extended warranty. And so they knew that. And anyway, he went in there and got everything done by the government. He would paid way too much for extended warranty, so he canceled it. About two weeks later, Nissan sent him a notice that he could buy extended warranty a lot cheaper. And so he ended up buying buying it from another company. And he still wanted extended warranty, but what they charged him on the other one from the deal. And these lifetime warranties, if they were so great, everybody would do them. But a lot of people have, there's dealers that do have a conscience, believe it or not. But you have to charge so much on a lifetime warranty, and they have to get all the warranty work and get all the service work done at the dealership. And those lifetime warranties cost you four to five times more than a regular warranty. And besides, the car's got a warranty for 36,000 miles, and there's plenty of places to buy a warranty at a right price. Right now, banks and, and credit unions are selling warranties. Now, some of them with indirect lending are scared to sell a warranty because they don't want to hack off the dealers.
2: Let me ask you something, Mr. Randy. Yeah. I have a friend, Maria. She's a university. What is better for her to buy, when she's her first car, uh, electric, hybrid, or regular gasoline? I don't know how to answer the
1: question. Well, it depends, a- it depends on what she wants to spend. And the electric cars right now, they're expensive, the ones that last or go. But, I mean, you take the LEAF, and uh, it doesn't go very far on what it's got. I mean, I owned a LEAF one time, and about 30 miles as far as you could go. And so the hybrid cars, the Prius is the best, in my opinion, by far. That's the only one I really like. And if you bought it used, and there's some deals on new ones too. It depends on how much she wants to spend, but personally, first time car, I think they need to buy something in the Honda Civic, Accord, uh Toyota Camry or uh, Corolla. I love both those cars. And she needs something whatever she can afford, whatever fits her budget. Uh being a, she's has she graduated yet?
2: And she will be okay. summer sir.
1: Well, okay, and so when she graduates that helps her in her credit of getting bought. But I would buy something that fit my lifestyle, fit it, make sure, you know, and she may want to start out with a ten, twelve thousand dollar car. There's a lot of cars out there for ten or twelve thousand that'll cost you twenty two to twenty five new. So she didn't make that decision. Everybody's different. Everybody has to Look at what they can afford, what fits their budget. There's a million different cars in a million different situations. She's got to understand exactly what she can afford. And, yes, because of the, she's got an education, she can get more barred. And But the problem is, you know, being a first-time buyer, she's going to be excited. She's going to say, oh, man, I'm getting financed. I got news for her. And there's a 500 dealers in this town that will get her financed. So don't let her get excited. Let her make better decisions. Let her go to to learntobuyandsellcars.com and follow the process and be mentally, physically, and spiritually ready to make that purchase. Because here she is. She's just getting out, and she needs to make a better decision and understand how long she's going to have this car, how much she's going to travel. You know, does she have a family? If she's married, if she's going to get married and have a family. I mean, a lot of people, you know, you buy a car and two years later, you've got a child coming. They need something bigger and more safety, and that's fine. So get something that maybe in two years that she can get out of and still trade and have some kind of value.
2: Last question, Mr. Randy. Uh, I went with her today to check a couple cars, but they tell me, she told me the last time she went, the salesman was pushing. I to pay the car for the weekend. Take the car for the, for the week. If I go over there, it's good for us to accept that offer.
1: Well, no. No, you don't need to be driving any car off. Number one, they, they're, what they're trying to do there is get you sold on the car. Number one, you're going to show your friends and your relatives the car. So now you're embarrassed if you don't buy it. And they work on embarrassment. They work on emotions. They work on your thinking. And so then they want you to get comfortable in it and really like it, and then that way they can make more money on you. You're prepared. Now, what they're trying to do is get you at a better rate and charge you more interest. Indirect lending, I explained a couple of weeks ago, the banks make less money than the dealers, so it's best for her to get her her, uh, money lined up. I had a guy the other day that called me. He said, I'm buying cash on this vehicle. I need your advice. So we walked through the process. I said, do, he said, well, nobody wants to give me a price because I've got cash money. I said, don't mention cash. If they ask you, just tell you you got a large down payment, and you do. The down payment's one payment. Great, man, I love it. So just explain to them, I've got a large down payment. I've got to see what's your best price, because it's amazing today that if you've got cash, the price gets higher because they want you in that F&I office to make more money. And so you've got to understand that situation and you've got to understand what you're trying to do. But don't walk out. Don't drive out that car. Make sure that you're. You're happy. Make sure you're buying a good car. A great deal starts with a great car. If you're buying a piece of junk, it'll never be a great deal. And if you're mechanically inclined, that's fine. I mean, every car has a home. I can buy a $100 car, and I've got a place to go with it. I can buy a $100,000 car. Right now, I'm trying to sell a Ferrari for $270,000 that uh, somebody owns. And that one's a little difficult. Man, I've got lots of homes for those Five ten dollars $10,000 cars, but homes for $260,000 cars, it's a tough place to find a home. So she needs to know exactly what she's doing, but don't walk out because what they're trying to do is load the deal, build the deal. When you're gone in it, you're sold in it, you come back, it's easier to sell you, easier to make more money.
2: Mr. Randy, could you give us again your cellular, if you don't mind? Can we call you with any... Yeah, definitely give me a call.
1: Definitely give me 830-708-4789. And uh, We're selling to the radio listeners, thank you, and we're buying from the radio listeners. But right now, I've got car dealers calling me every hour buying my inventory because they know I price them right and I tell the truth, and I've got lots of dealers. I sold three off the lot yesterday, sold one uh, on OVE, which is dealer-to-dealer, and so availability is going to be tight the next 30 days because it's going to be like a feeding frenzy with these income tax checks coming. But make sure when you've got that income tax check that you're making, a, you're making the right purchase. And don't get excited if somebody's wanting to finance you. Like I said, there's five hundred. even if you've got horrible credit, if you've got a down payment, they're going to put a GPS on it. They're going to track you so they know where you're at. And so you're a valuable customer. They want every one of those. I was talking to a dealer yesterday down at Corpus. They sold 30 cars in one day, 30 cars with all this income tax check coming in. But the key to the deal was these people were so excited they got free money from the government, which was their money that they worked for, and they didn't care that somebody was financing them. And this guy made a lot of money. Now, he may have to pick a bunch of them up. And repo them, I mean, that's the game that the, the buy here, pay here. Doing it with the GPSs, they're supposed to send you a cure letter, but there's dealerships out here that do it illegal. They don't send no cure letter. You're one day late, they come and pick you up. And I think uh, we talked about rent to own the other day. Rent to own is really a bad deal because what happens there is that they can charge you a lot more interest and it's easy to repo you. And so rent to own, you never get through paying for that vehicle. They'll tell you about that, but time the interest gets compounded or you get any, just the one day late, they can hammer you for a bunch of charges. Just like that lady was talking about uh, title loans, and they shifted the loan from Missouri to San Antonio. They mail the title, same company, and charge her $1,300. That's ridiculous. So make sure you make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. We're running short of time. Carlos, thank you for the good questions. I hope that others, you're, the questions that I get, just like from Carlos and other people, everybody out there might have friends or relatives in that same situation so they can learn and they can grow and they can understand and make a better decision instead of wasting thousands and thousands of dollars. I see people that owe ten and 15000 too much on their vehicle. Thank you, Carlos, for calling God bless you out there. Hey, tell your friends and neighbors. Steve Sorensen's about to. We're going to call him, connect him up. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We never did in Corpus. We didn't know what we talked about. We just sit down and we're talking about the Lord and cars and and emotions, desires, feelings, guilt. Who knows? We like to talk about anything. And also gives, give me a call this afternoon, 8307084789. God bless you, San Antonio. Tell somebody to tune in. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. You can go to Randy Adams Inc., go to feedback and give me a comment. We're working on Learn to Buy feedback. God bless you, Thank you, San Antonio. Thank you, Barry, Thank you Baron. and thank you, Michael Wiley.
3: Toyota of San Antonio I-35 South exit 144 Fisher Road and 24 hours a day at northparktoyota.com
0: We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM 630 KSLR Listen for a special tribute to the late Reverend Billy Graham this afternoon at 3 and tomorrow evening at 8 on AM 630 The Word now back to Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM 630
1: KSLR. Thank you for tuning in. This Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Be sure and go to my website. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's why I play that music. It don't matter what it is, a $100 car or a $100,000 car. I'll make you an offer on it, and you'll know where I stand and you stand. And I want a special shout-out to James Sherwood. He has Lone Star Fire and First Aid. It's fire protection specialist. Um, his website's LoneStarFireFA.com, uh, and he's on Calabra, 449 Calabra. And the reason I uh, shout-out to him is that uh, he goes to Cornerstone Church, and he came to me, and he said, I need a new van. And I've been shopping price everywhere, and you I've heard you on the radio show. And, uh, you know, and so I got him a great van delivered to his business on Claibor at the right price. And uh, thank you for the gift card. James Sherwood goes to Cornerstone, and he, like I said, has Lone Star Fire and First Aid and Fire Protection Specialist. Thank you, James. And now it's time for my special guest today. We have Steve Sorensen online. Uh, I sat through uh, 14 years of classes with him every Sunday, I'm telling you. I learned a lot. He beat me up a lot. He helped me a lot. And I had a desire to grow and learn, and I listened to him. Thank you, Steve Sorensen. I think you're on line. Is that correct?
4: That is Randy. It's good to talk to you again.
1: Well, I'm, I'm always talking, to Steve, because if I've got a situation, and also I want to know if I'm teaching something properly. I don't want to be out of out of the biblical way. And uh, I, I talked about we're reflection. I've started off with a show. You're reflection of the voice you're listening to. And I thought, wow, I, I caught that the other day, and, and it kind of it made me think about people listening to salespeople, to ads. But what about that little Holy Spirit? That Do we listen to him when we purchase a car?
4: Well, Randy, I think the first thing we've got to do is recognize the difference in the voices that we're hearing. Uh, you know, Vice President Pence got accused of being a, an absolute insane guy for listening to Jesus. Uh, I have to tell you that if Jesus isn't talking to us, uh, what good are we doing? So we've got to learn, first of all, to recognize the voices. Jesus, in fact, through the Holy Spirit, will speak to anybody that will talk to him. The Bible says if you lack wisdom, ask him, and he'll give it to you. But the only prayer that he can't answer is the one you don't ask, and so in my mind, we don't bother with the things we think we got a grip on.
1: Well, those people Kennedy that said that said Pence we don't have a grip. Yeah, that, those people that said Pence was was crazy. Well, they don't have Holy Spirit, and I'm not sure they have a conscience. Well, I mean, the way they act.
4: Yeah, they got a history, and that's about all. So, you know, those are the things that I think about when we go. No element of our life should be void of the Holy Spirit. And I believe in my own heart that buying a car, Randy, is just at the absolute point of that. That's the second biggest investment we'll make uh, in our lives. And uh, I think that if we leave God out of it, uh, we've made a pretty silly decision.
1: Well, you know, I try to explain to people the process And still, you know, I have even over the years explained the process to some people, and these are godly people, and they still don't go in that direction. They still listen to people, and I I, I don't understand how Christian salespeople can lie. Do they have an on-and-off switch?
4: Well, they they do a lot of it, Randy, and, and much of it is directed from north of them, in my mind, well, what if they're owners? It,
1: what if they own the well, dealership? What if they're
4: owners now. They really got a different deal going. But in my mind, if it's a if it's a salesman and the salesman has a family at home, and he's got children to feed. A lot of times, we put God aside when we think that there's an immediate practical need. When in fact, God will supply all of our needs.
1: But do we do we trust in Him? Do we follow then I know we have authority over us, and we're trying to follow those questions, the things that we asked, and the things that we know. But there's bound to be another line or road, that narrow road, that we can still be concerned about the people and might mislead them in the wrong direction.
4: Well, you got it right. You you know, you're talking from a Christian perspective, uh, but I'm telling you that uh, a lot of times we we answer with a lot of things. We answer with pride. We answer with arrogance. We answer with fear. We answer with... And a lot of times, God's on the end of the line at the wrong end of the line. Uh, my appreciation for doing it, right now, you know some of my personal rules, but my position is always uh, don't do anything that you don't check with the Lord. And and, that's and I know difference. you
1: check and you check with your wife too. Don't y'all make a decision together?
4: Well, generally, generally, uh, there are sometimes that that doesn't happen. But uh, generally speaking, we and, talk but, about it. And,
1: but we talked about yesterday when the Lord leads you, you've got you've got authority over your family, and when He gives you those decisions, you need to make them.
4: Well, here's the here's the thing: you agree when you can agree. But at the end of the day, somebody has to be a leader. And and prayerfully, it's going to be a man. Uh, A lot of our families nowadays are in, and this could turn into a real marriage class here. But uh, basically speaking, in many, many homes, women are driving the ship. Oh, yes. uh, A man should step up. uh, And when it comes down to it, when he feels that God is driving him somewhere, he can't let anything stop it because it's God's will in his life. And Mama ought to follow along with it to some level, unless it's just lunacy. But uh, they told me that uh, women don't have to do anything that's illegal, immoral, or fattening. Uh, but other <laughs> than that, they ought to go ahead and get in line, you know. Well, I guess— And I'm not talking about a big whip. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm talking about after the discussions and after the debates and after the decision— when it's a tie game, somebody has to make a decision.
1: I wonder what Noah's wife thought about.
4: It. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that she like the rain any better anymore. you know
1: she's not she's She'd not mentioning her thought- boat. yeah I mean it never rain in here. He's building this boat the whole time. I mean
4: don't you know he got
1: ragged <laughs> there must be submission somewhere in that that deals and nobody's ever written about it no lady uh, preachers or or theologists have ever written about her reaction what she did what she, you know and maybe we don't know any information about her i don't know but that's uh, you know and my deal was kind of loony and i mean everybody was against me you know but i i talk about it it almost felt like i wanted to throw up because the desire in me to do this radio show wouldn't give up I mean, I was knocking yep. on doors, radio stations, and they said, "No, you may get our our sponsors to quit advertising with us," you know, and they didn't want me. Finally, a, a, a time nobody wanted came available, but I mean, I can I know where that that feeling comes, and I'm thankful to have it. I'm thankful that I. I understood it and then I followed through. But how many people are not following through? What their purpose in their life is?
4: Unfortunately, many. And it, it's going to be—it's going to permeate every decision they ever make. Randy, uh, you know, buying cars is one thing, buying a house another, moving from one city to another, going from one job to another, going from one church to another doesn't make any difference. If if a man's not willing to lead his family, something's wrong. And you're probably gonna get a little heat mail from this, but uh, that's the way it is, and that's biblical.
1: Well, I mean, women's rights have exploded the last twenty, thirty years. I don't know, and it, and they want their opinion. Yes, I listen to my wife's opinion, and I and I we pray about it. But I mean, I you know when the Lord is leading you, I think you've got to go that narrow that narrow path. And, well, every and,
4: biblical character that I've seen did exactly that. And uh, you know the ones that followed the the voice of God, they followed them right from Abraham, right to Moses, right to. I mean, it,
1: did they have Abraham it easier? Was... Did they, they? They didn't have Vogue magazine or whatever those ladies' magazines and television and and these people on TV telling them, you know, to.
4: Well, I know one of them had a burning bush. It'd be hard to ignore.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, uh, he did, but I'm talking about the women. You know, of, of coming up and demanding their voice. You know,
4: well, what- it's culture, my friend. Right? It's culture. Where they're being taught that this is this is what the marches are all about in America. This is this is what women's lib is all about. This is this is it. But but it, that can only happen if a man abdicates the throne. And, it, and I know this is coming across harder than it should. Right. Uh, I mean, there's got to be a loving environment in the home. There's got to be a guiding environment. In
1: unity home. also.
4: Be, uh, unity and all of those things. But unity does not mean abdicate your position that God puts you in.
1: When it gets back to the voices they're hearing
4: mm-hmm.
1: And, mm-hmm. and the reflection they are and what they're trying to represent
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and the decisions we make comes from the mind, Right starts there. Is that what you always say?
4: Everything that happens, our emotions, our behavior, everything comes from the brain. That's why Romans 12 and 2 says, by the entire renewal of your mind, we've been programmed wrong. We've got to go to the Word of God to find out what the truth is so that we can put that in action and do the things we're supposed to do.
1: Now, the voices that we also reflect on is what's advertised on TV and radio.
4: And well, so an appeal to it.
1: and that's that's of the world. Yeah. I mean yeah, they
4: the, I think one of the biggest things, Randy, is we forget that not everybody is saved and all of a sudden they become uh, a theologian. I mean God saves us and you know, he and then we start our journey in the kingdom and we learn, we learn, we learn, we learn, and we learn. We, many times it takes lots of mistakes for us to get to the point where we really learn how to listen to the voice of God because He desires our best, and He's going to give us the best advice.
1: Well, I, and I feel sorry for the single moms and the single people trying to make decisions because they don't have anybody to talk to. I've talked to a, a bunch of single moms in the last couple of years, and I, I give them the best advice as I can, and but they don't have anybody to, you know, and and most of them don't have a CPA to make everything fit their budget, and they're listening to the salespeople. They're listening to the commercials. They listen to everything else instead of getting in the church and talking to somebody that's, that makes godly decisions. Is that correct?
4: You, you got it 100% right. Use the family for what the family was designed to do, to pick up the burdens of your brothers and sisters, to to do the things for them that they need, but if we don't ask, Randy, nobody can help us. And so, a lot of times it falls on the part of the person that lacks the wisdom. And other times it lack, You know, it falls on the person that should be reaching out to those that he loves to help. You know, do the things that they need to do. Single women shouldn't, in my opinion, ever be made to feel alone. They should be in the church where the men of the church can support her. I know that can turn to disaster sometimes, but if men are godly, they're out there to help their brothers and sisters.
1: Well, I've got some people that I've I've sure poured some time and effort in to help promote them and build them up. And, you know, I don't think we do enough encouragement to people and, and give advice enough, you know. The problem is we give advice on what we think, not what fits their situation, and that's what scares me for me is that I want to give you the information that works, and but works for you. And, I mean, you may give information to some people, some families, that doesn't work for another type of family, and they can't afford that, and it's not their lifestyle, and it doesn't fit their family, and but... The, the automobile, the transportation situation is so many different avenues, so different many situations. It's hard to fit for everybody that needs to be f- fitted.
4: Exactly, exactly. And uh, uh, you know, we we talked a lot yesterday. And incidentally, thanks so much for helping me with that pickup uh, for the church down here in Corpus Christi. I really appreciate that. That's going to serve us uh, well for. A uh, long time
1: to come. Well, the Lord sent it. He, I mean, when I walked up on it, He said, "This is for the church." And I said, "Yes, sir." And I've been in that situation, as you know, many a times. And Cornerstone still got a a ninety nine Dodge. I sold them in two thousand. That was a miracle. And so, it it's amazing how God's hand can be there and handle a situation. And it yeah. and it brings tears to my eyes because I see I see him in action in my life sometimes, but you know we sometimes we think we're are we limited? And by this I well, mean are we limited in to perception of what we have in our hands and what we witness in our lives? Are we
4: limited thinking? Well, we got blinders on, but but I want to say this, Randy. You know, I'm a guy with a thousand theories here. But not everybody believes what they say they believe. You know, believing something means that you join forces with that thing, that you've agreed with that thing, and that thing is absolutely true, and it works within you. But when people say that I believe the Bible, I believe it from cover to cover, I believe it, when it comes time to acting it out, they don't believe what they say they believe. They simply know what they should believe.
1: So we really in believe. Action. We really believe men, man before the Bible?
4: Many, many times. Many, that many times. That
1: salesperson, those commercials, we believe them and we won't take the time to believe the Bible or believe what we're capable of doing?
4: Well, the Bible says to be indebted is you become the tail instead of the head. Now, people that go out and get indebted over their ability to handle that, they become the tail. Somebody owns them. Somebody can take away their property. Somebody can control what's going on in their lives. They become the tail, and the lender becomes the hit. Whenever that happens, you, you kind of sell yourself out to that circumstance. Randy, you know, what percentage of people do you think give away their cars? Because they never could
1: afford them to just start with, Oh, the repo rate is unbelievable. Not counting buy here, pay here, and and no, uh, and and I even talked to indirect lender at a big credit union, and I even explained to him. I said, "Aren't you know the people that signing these contracts aren't they buried quite a bit?" I'd say eighty to ninety percent. He said ninety five percent of the customers that these dealerships financed through them make more money on the interest in the uh, add-ons than them. They pay out a bunch of money before they ever collect a payment, but it's just the way that they do business.
4: Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, here's the problem, and and it's going right back to what I'm saying. Do you believe what you say you believe? Uh, You know that the divorce rate in the church is absolutely no different than the divorce rate in the world. Well, the, the same thing is true with people that get upside down in automobiles, the same people that get themselves in slavery to death. The same thing is true. The, the proportion of people in the church equals and mirrors the same proportion that's going on in the world. And so what I'm suggesting is, is that just because you go to church doesn't mean you believe the Word of God and do what the Word of God says. Well, So don't be surprised when somebody says, I'm a Christian— And then
1: they go right out and act like the world. Well, I see so many times that people are, they have good intentions. And and part of the show is built on we go to school for everything in the world, but we don't go to school buying and selling cars. And it gets back to where do you learn that? Here we go again. We don't think of the Bible as being a, a manual on how to buy a car
4: it's an operator's manual in life and buying cars is a big part
1: of it well it's the worst investment we can make on earth i mean it eats money loses money loses value constantly and if you especially you go into the deal where you've made a huge mistake paying way too much money for it listening to somebody and not paying attention i just i talked to a gentleman i, I talked to so many people that after listening to my show, they realized what a mistake they made and how they got payments packed and and, and add-ons and, and bought stuff that they didn't have to buy. I had a gentleman tell me that he bought a Toyota, and there was $1,800 worth of add-ons, and I showed him what the cost was on the add-ons. It cost a dealer probably $60, 70 and he said, it's 1800 that I, I said. Well, what about interest? What about after-tax money? See, these are points that have never been brought up, and that, that we don't think about. You have to go out and make twenty-five, twenty-two to twenty-five hundred to pay that eighteen hundred, and you're paying interest on it.
4: Now, let me ask you something, uh, Randy. Are you ready on this show to talk about that conversation we had yesterday about those all those Camrys that a guy bought?
1: <laughs> I'm still working on that. And I did bring it up. I brought I brought a similar situation up where a guy bought a car at a great deal and a great price but by the time he walked out of the F and I department he paid forty five hundred. Another gentleman bought a great deal, great price in forty eight hundred. After the fact. So they picked up that money, and it's all that was all money. If they would have got their financing done before they walked in, know exactly where they stand, they wouldn't have been in that situation. And they got talked into extender warranties, GAP, uh, tire and wheel insurance, sealants, add ons. They got talked into all of that.
4: Pinstripe. Yeah, Pinstripe,
1: a $150 Pinstripe that cost $6. Takes
4: well, I hope fifteen minutes. I hope that you get that straight in your brain when you present it, because that was a staggering statistic to me yesterday.
1: Oh that yeah, they
4: don't make the money off the car; they make it in the office.
1: Oh yeah, they build the deal afterwards, and and they're yeah. needing to sell so many cars. They're looking for so many ways of making money, you know. And I've had dealers tell me, you know, we don't want your listeners. They're too tough. We can't make them any money. We can't make any money on them. I lost. A, I lost a good friend of mine that I've done business with for over forty years. He said, "Randy, I'm not going to advertise on your show anymore because your customers are too tough. They are waste our time. They want a good deal." I said, "The same way you do when you buy something." When you beat me up, when you and I've sold him cars for over 40 years, and I love him, and he's the guy I recommend, and I still recommend him. When I get that situation, when somebody needs to go, go buy here, pay here, I've got a guy that I tell him where to go and what to do. Now, I don't know if they he sells them, but I tell them not to tell me that they know me. <laughs> so, you know, they don't kick them out the door when they walk in the door. Yeah. But this guy says, hey, Randy. I'm not sponsoring you. I don't want to sponsor that show no more. I can't, you know. But, yes, we want dealers to make money. We want them to make 6 to 10%. But this, you know, 40%, 50 60% on stuff that you shouldn't have to be paying on, you know, I, I want a, a person to pay a fair amount of money for the car and buy a good car at a good price, fair price, and go on. And I, a friend of mine bought a new Lexus. And I said, they, they made less than 10% on you. And I said, you can afford it, you got the money, good, go buy it. I said, but the bad news is when you roll off showroom floor, you just lost $10,000. Be prepared. I want you to know, do it, and I wanted him to do it, but I wanted him to understand that when he drove off showroom floor, he was going to sit and lose some money. As long as you see what you're doing, understand what you're doing, that's what I want.
4: Yeah. Well, my own principle is is never buy a new car, but anyway, that's just me. Well, I always and, call I always call Randy Adams. Well, the
1: last twenty something years, that's for sure. But you know, uh, it's not me. It's really I've learned it's not me. I mean, I think the Lord took me through a process because I've been in it so long, so much, and He was educating me and seeing both sides and seeing the changes in the business, and He was preparing my ministry. And that's what it is. This is a ministry that the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding me. I mean, he brought me this message from T.D. Jakes a while ago that I read earlier in the beginning of the deal because, you know, it's so true that, you know, uh, that people, you know, our time's limited, don't waste it, living somebody else's life. How many people's driving a car to impress somebody to show off are the emotions? I
4: think an awful lot of them. I think a lot of them.
1: Well, Steve, uh, we've run out of time. God bless you. Thank you, as always. You've always been a mentor to me and a help to me. And I hope the people enjoyed. It. I think they did. Or I, always, and we'll call you in about a month because I love uh, I love getting your insight and helping me. And and uh, I've called him a few times to ask him if that was biblically proper, if I was reading it right to teach on and. And he always gives me the right, right advice because I know that he's a man of God, and he lives it and breathes it and eats it and lives it, and that's the key. Thank you, Steve. God bless you.
4: God bless you, Randy.
1: Thank you, listeners. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. dot com. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. I have. Steve uh, means a lot to me in my life, and he's helped me in my show. And we had a show together in Corpus. If you want to sponsor something in Corpus, we can put that show back down in Corpus on Sunday morning. It was a great show. Steve and I had a lot of fun doing it, and we helped a lot of people. And Corpus, if you're listening, and if you're or if you've got a business in Corpus, and you'd like to. Spend a few hundred bucks a week advertising them down there. We, we've got a great opportunity. God bless you. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I love America. I love you. Hey, forgive everybody. Live longer. Ninety nine percent of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, or spouse. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio.